close your eyes and pull like a dog. <laughs> and a new Irish record for Phil Healy, 22.99. Christy Cooney hands over the Sam McGuire Cup to Graham Canty, Cork All-Ireland Champions for the seventh time ever. Hello and welcome to the Star Sport Podcast. My name is Jack McCarran of the Southern Star and I'm joined as always by Star Sport Editor Kieran McCarthy. On this week's show we're looking ahead to the opening night of the League of Ireland which kicks off this Friday and we'll be speaking to Drimmer League's Denzel Fernandez, who looks set to make his Premier League debut for Shelburne against Cork City. We're also going to reflect on another good weekend for both senior Cork teams who picked up wins in the league and we'd preview Thursday's Southern Star which includes a special feature looking at 20 of the best local sports stars under the age of 20. But we're going to kick off this week with the League of Ireland Premier Division and Friday's opening night clash between Shells and Cork City, newly promoted Shells and Cork City who went through a bit of a crisis last season. In a few minutes we'll be joined by Denzel Fernandez or Kieran. He's not the only West Cork man who could feature in this game. No, in the red corner, we have Denzel Fernandez from Drummer League. And in the, the green corner for Cork City, we have Ronan Hurley from Skull. So we have two West Cork, um, West Cork players in opposite corners. And what's interesting is that their former teammates too, Denzel Fernandez, um, played with Cork City underage for a couple of years with their under-19s team. And he was telling me that himself and Ronan played on the same under-19 team for one year. I think it was... 2017 and they also played a bit, a bit of 2016 together so there are two fellas who know each other quite well but um, that friendship will be parked to one side at Turner's Cross this, this Friday night um, big game for both sides Jack as well Shells are coming up as first division champions and they'll want to make their mark and get points on the board early because their second game is against Dundalk the following week so it's a, it's a tough opener for them and then on the other side Cork City who had a disastrous campaign last year um They'll certainly want to do a lot better this season. So they'll want to get points on the board early too. So it's a, it's an interesting match to kick off the, the Premier Division campaign. And uh, before we go to Denzel, uh, I, I expect him, he'll probably start this weekend or at least see some game time. But what's your sense of where Ronan Hurley is going into this season's campaign? Ronan had a very good season last year with Cork City and he was rewarded with a contract there in late November. So he signed a new contract with them. Um, you expect Ronan, Ronan to feature a lot at left back like he's a very very good defender so he cemented his position in the team last year hopefully he'll kick on this year um, came through Bunrette United and so on but it's it's great that you have two West Cork fellas playing kind of top level football um, two of the biggest clubs in the country yeah, so. top level like League of Ireland football and it's great too for kids across West Cork to know that whether you're playing like Denzel played with Gina Rangers underage, uh, Ronan played with Bunretti, uh, Bunretti underage. So it's great that young young players playing across West Cork know that if if they stick at it, if they work hard enough, that there is a pathway through to the to the League of Ireland. So um, great to see, and hopefully, hopefully, be a good game on on Friday night. Well, let's hear from Denzel now, the man who went from being a baker in Drimmer League. Or in Dunmanway. Where was he working as a baker? It was in Dunmanway, wasn't it? Yeah, in Dunmanway. So from being a baker in Dunmanway to a League of Ireland Premier Division player. We're delighted to be joined on the Star Sport podcast this week by Denzel Fernandez. It's a 
big week for Denzel and his um, Shelbourne teammates as they kick off their Premier Division Electricity League campaign this Friday night away to Cork City at Turner's Cross. Before we look at the game itself, Denzel, um, you obviously spent your a couple of very important years with Cork City, so are you looking forward to heading back to Turner's Cross this Friday night? Oh, I'm very excited to go back to Turner's Cross. I very, have a lot of fond memories from my playing time there, from playing the Youth League, winning in the McGill Cup Final and winning the All-Ireland, so it'd be very good to go back there and I'm really re- relishing the moment and hopefully to come away with the three points. But I'm um, in the wrong colours. <laughs> <laughs> How important was Cork City for you in terms of your development? Like you mentioned there, like you played under 19 with, with Cork City. You were there for a couple of years. Kind of a John Caulfield was obviously there at the time as well. It was a very important stage in your career, Denzel. At, at the moment, I think it is, Kieran. to be honest, to be getting playing time and all that. And I think cl- the club I'm at now is Shelburne. Is giving me a lot of opportunities and I can't appreciate that enough. They brought in a young manager and he has a lot of belief in me. And I think playing time at the age that I am now is very vital for me to progress as a player. And you never know, I could have a good year now this year and let's see where it takes me. Like Even looking back to Cork City for, for a moment, um, it's fantastic for West Cork to have players in the Premier Division. And obviously you're with Shelburne on the opposite side on Friday night. Ronan Hurley from Skull is with Cork City. Um, you played together in the Cork City youth teams, didn't you? Yeah, we did. Yeah, Me and Ronan were very close when we were both playing together. We would travel up together and all that. And we were we had a good chemistry going with each other because we, we used to play both on the same wing when I used to play on the left wing and he'd be left back. But I'd be on the right most of the time. But um, yeah, me and Ronan have very fond memories together. But um, be coming up against them now on the pitch this Friday, and we'd be unfortunately enemies on the pitch, but friends <laughs> off it, obviously. <laughs> that that friendship would be parked this this Friday night, like, like you mentioned there. Like um, you moved to Shells last summer from Cove, and it's you helped Shells get promoted from the first division. You've gone up to the Premier yeah. Division as champions. Um, for yeah. you now to be playing in the Premier Division, how important is that for you? Playing the Premier Division is a part of me as. Um, it's getting more physical now. The intensity of the game is very high. And look, it's very vital for me to play at this level now because I wanted to play in the Premier Divisions as soon as I got out of the Cork City on the 19th. So I'm really relishing this moment and hopefully pick up the standard now and look forward to the year ahead in the Premier Division. Hopefully I can make my mark now. We've been speaking, Denzel, for the last couple of years. We've obviously followed your career quite closely and you're someone who loves a yeah. challenge. So is a challenge for you now to kind of take your game to the next level being up in the Premier Division? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Actually, it's, there's a lot, it's a big challenge for me this year. Um, a lot of um, reporters and all that have been on to me past two, three weeks. Got interviewed there after our friendly last week by Irish Football Fan TV. So there is a lot of challenges for me ahead. I know it's a big year for me because... I've done well last year and people are looking at me now saying that I should kick on again this year and that's a no-brainer for me. I should be able to score goals and provide assists now and that's what I'm aiming for this year. It's a big year ahead and hopefully I can kick on now and the only way forward is work hard and that's all I can do at the moment. 
For Shells, like I mentioned earlier, you're coming up as uh, First Division champions. What's your target this season, Denzel? This season, I think, looking at realistically, is basically going out against each team and trying beating them. But um, if you if we were to look at it at a table point of view, I'd say we'd hopefully finish mid-table. But um, people are saying that we should look at staying up, and realistically, that's what we're looking at as well, staying up and getting as much points on the board because their first year back in the Premier, which the club vitally needed to get back up. So I think that's the most realistic target for us, stay up and get as much three points we can in each game that we go into. How much are you enjoying your? How much are you enjoying your time with Chelver? They're obviously a massive club, like they're a really big club, and you joined them last summer, so you're you've you've settled in there now. You're there six or seven months. How much are you enjoying your time with the club? Oh, I'm enjoying it very much. I moved up full time this year now, so I'm juggling with a job as well. And the fans have been very welcoming, and they got a little song going on for me, so that's very welcoming to say the least when they. Welcome, welcome you into the club like that and gives you a sense of being at home because I do get homesick once every so often but the players, the staff and everyone else at the club have been very welcoming and can't appreciate that enough. What's that like? Is it What's it like to, to kind of hear that, to hear the fans kind of sing that song about you? Oh, it's, it's surreal to hear fans sing your name because it gives you a confidence boost on the pitch and you just want to give them your all, you want to show a bit of magic on the pitch and score goals to help the team win and it's just an unreal feeling to hear your name in the stands <clears throat> it's what you dream of when you're a kid playing for a club one day and hearing all the fans cheer your name like that and it's how, just a dream just yeah and how have you settled into Dublin you mentioned there you moved up there full time what's that been like kind of finding your feet in Dublin um, yeah it's, it's going well so far I'm working during the day and then in the evening and training straight away. So it's hard because basically in work, I'd work from morning until the evening and then straight into training. So it's tough enough, but the hours are flexible. So I can I can work around my hours and focus on my training in the evening because we train around four times a week and then we play the match on the Friday. So it's tough, but I'm enjoying it at the moment. So that's the main thing. Pre-season, how did that go for you? Pre-season went fairly well. We won, we won four out of uh, five games. No, we won three out of five games. We drew one and we lost one last week. And and I was happy enough in my performances. Got a goal and assist in there, but um, hopefully kick on now to the main season ahead now. And it's a, it's a big start, like we said. Turner's Cross this Friday night with Cork City. Then the week after take it on Dundalk so you're really going in at the deep end so you should have a good indication fairly early on how how you're going to fare for the rest of the season yeah totally 100% um, this week and next week will show how we're going to react to how many points we're going to get and it's extremely vital we're really focused on getting as much points on the board because <clears throat> February is an important month we have a lot of games coming up after Dundalk we have Arps on the Monday and then we have St. Pat's on the Friday, so uh, we have to really take care of ourselves and just go all out every game that we play. Will you be chatting to Ronan Hurley this week, or will you will you leave it till after the game? Will there be any Texas flying between the two of you? <laughs> um, we were talking away um, two or three weeks ago 
uh, we were having a full-on chat about the game, but we'll leave it until after the game this Friday, and uh, we're going to meet after the game because um, we're meant to take pictures with the West Car squad and all that, me and Ronan, so, yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Like I mentioned yeah. earlier, Denzel, it's great to have two West Cork players, two products of the West Cork Schoolboys League, kind of on opposite teams in, in the League of Ireland, the Premier Division. Um, it does show all the youngsters around West Cork that there is a pathway from here, from the Schoolboys League to the very top. So it does give encouragement to players right across West Cork. Yeah, of course. Me and Ronan are basically examples of how you can go from West Cork Schoolboys to playing in the Premier Division in Ireland. And there's no doubt there's a lot of young players coming through in the West Cork Schoolboys League now. So all I can offer advice is just work hard, keep embracing the challenges ahead and enjoy every moment. That's the main thing. Great stuff. And I hope you enjoy every moment of the season coming up, Denzel. Thank you very much for joining us. Best of luck on Friday night and best of luck in the season ahead. And no doubt we'll be chatting again quite soon. Thanks for listening to the Star Sport Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to all things sport in West Cork. Don't forget to pick up this Thursday Southern Star newspaper, including our award-winning sports section with everything a West Cork sports fan could want. In shops across West Cork and online from anywhere in the world via www.southernstar.ie forward slash e-paper. The Southern Star and the Star Sport Podcast. Number one for sport in West Cork. The prospect of Cork football fans celebrating double All-Ireland success later in the year looks to be less and less far-fetched with each passing game in the National Football League. On Sunday, Ronan McCarthy's men made a three wins from three in Division 3, beating down 16 points to 1-8 in a repeat of the 2010 All-Ireland final, while on Saturday, the ladies' side strengthened their grip at the top of Division 1 when they held off a late rally from All-Ireland champions Dublin at a rain-swept Croke Park. So, Kieran, I've alluded to it already. We're probably going to see both teams win All-Ireland titles this year but before we go too deep into that maybe just give us your five biggest takeaways from the weekend's action um, we'll start off with the Cork men's footballers like you said Jack three wins from three in Division 3 of the National Football League Cork topped the table Rona McCarthy set Cork a target of 10 points to win promotion and they have six points on the board, so they're well on course for promotion. Their next game up is against Tipperary on Saturday week, and another win away there would put them right on the cusp for promotion. The win against Down, it was their toughest challenge yet. They passed it with flying colours, so so far so good for the Cork footballers. It was a good day at the office. Turning to the Cork ladies, they beat Dublin by uh, eight points to 1-4 in Croke Park on Saturday night. Even though it's the league, um, it's still an important psychological win for the Cork ladies team to beat Dublin in their own backyard in Croke Park. And scene two is it's a much-changed Cork team at the moment because they're missing a lot of the experienced players like Kiro Sullivan, Darren O'Sullivan, Emer Meany was missing the last night, Emer Skelly wasn't involved, Neve Cotter wasn't there. So it's great for this kind of young Cork team to pick up such an important win against the Dubs and it keeps the Dublin ladies top of Division 1 as well with three wins from three also. The Cork ladies. The Cork ladies, yeah. yeah. Switching back to the to the men's footballers, Ian McGuire had another superb game uh, last Sunday against Down. Um, we've known about his potential for some time now but he started the league really, really well. He's such a powerful runner from midfield. Um, he kicked a point two against Down which was great to see He's a lot of potential, Ian Maguire. He can become one of the best players in the country. So he started the league really well. And that's very encouraging for the summer ahead. Switching back to the ladies. 
another player who's playing quite well is Laura O'Mahony of Skibbereen, the O'Donovan Rasa player. She's been playing wing back for the first three games in the, the, the Ladies Football League and she, she's impressed there. I was chatting to Evie Fitzgerald earlier about her and he said she was brilliant against Dublin on Saturday night. She was marking Carla Rowe, who's one of Dublin's best players and Laura did really, really well. Um, she's a player who, who can, I suppose, excel as, as a wing back because she's great stamina, she's great speed, she loves to get forward. So we'll watch that with interest how Laura will get on in the next couple of games in the league and switching back to the men's footballers for the final one. It was interesting to note after that Rona McCarthy praised the influence of selector Keane O'Neill um, on the Cork senior football team. Keane is new to the Cork management team this year, having been Kildare manager for four years. And what Rona McCarthy said after is, "You're seeing a lot of, of the team. You are seeing a lot in the team of Keane's coaching. He's great at getting the players to play um, different scenarios." Um, I thought we did that well. It was a more mature aspect of the performance relative to previous years. What Ronan was, he was um, alluding to was how the Cork team played very well when they were down to 13 players late in the second half. And that was down to what Keane O'Neill is doing with them in coaching. So it's great to have that outside voice in Keane O'Neill. The players seem to be buying into it. And so far, so good. So all positives there, which is a good sign. And when you consider where Cork were at this time last year in the opening rounds, I know it was Division 2, but the opening rounds of the league and it was all doom and gloom we came onto this podcast every week and said can it get any worse when are we going to hit rock bottom etc etc essentially we ended up saying that rock bottom was relegation mm-hmm. to division 3 but with 3 wins on the bounce I'm not going to say the hype is building up I potentially am trying to hype it up a bit but there is positive vibes coming out of the camp which is always good at this time of year so uh, I think yeah. so far so good 100% and like I said our Tipperary are next up um, Saturday week um, and after that then Cork have two home games I think it's Loud and Derry are both coming to Parky Cueve so Cork there have the potential to pick up two more wins at least at Parky Cueve that'll get them to that magical 10 point mark that Ron McCarthy's talking about um, it would be surprising now if Cork didn't win promotion yeah. from Division 3 and if we're looking at the bigger picture which is the summer championship if Cork can go into the summer championship off the back of a successful promotion campaign which would also include in a division three final in Croke Park um, it leaves them in, in good fettle and what's interesting too is that uh, Cahill O'Mahony and Damien Gore played well too um, against Down the, the, the last day they both scored three points each and for Damien Gore of Kilmacabee he had a tough day at the office then, the first night against um, Offaly he was subbed at half time when Michael Hurley came on so for Damien to kind of get almost 60 minutes under his belt to kick three points and get some super scores as well it's great for his confidence and what it all does it just increases Cork's options going into the rest of the league because we haven't seen Mark Collins yet we haven't seen Brian Hurley who's only a couple of weeks away from from, from a comeback the Nemo lads have only been integrated in the last couple of games Luke Connolly and Paul Kerrigan so the Cork panel is definitely strengthening strengthening they'll need to finish the league with almost known 12 or 13 of the starting 15 for the Munster semi-final against Kerry but um, you'd have to say so far so good I would kind of on the other hand kind of say that it is Division 3 football and um, we kind of have to keep that in the conversation too because the likes of the Offaly's and the Leitrams kind of with the greatest respect to them they're not going to win All-Ireland so for where Cork need, need to, to get to they're on the right track they need to get back up to Division 2 eventually they need to get back up to Division 1 they need to be playing the Dublins and the Kerrys and the Mayos and the, and the Tyrones but 
they are where they are they're on pointed in the right direction at the moment and I don't think you can ask for any more at this moment in time okay well before we finish up this segment I just want to draw your attention to another prominent Kerry man who's been talking about Cork football uh, the great Buff Egan as many will know Snapchat extraordinaire social media icon usually only talks about hurling but this weekend he went on a bit of a Twitter rant talking about Cork football and I'm just going to read out what he said here and I want to get your thoughts on this it may seem far-fetched but I think he's onto something Buff is uh, smarter than he gets credit for I think and uh, he deserves a lot of credit for his promotion of the GA. but anyway I digress here is Buff Egan he, he, this was one day ago a miserable 1,658 turned up at Porky Cueve for Cork versus Down. This is a shocking crowd for a county like Cork. Why are these football games not played below in West Cork in football capitalised strongholds like Clonakilty, Skibreen or Castlehaven, where the local crowds would come? So I think Buff Egan makes a good point. Obviously, we discussed this a few weeks back. They have to play the games in Porky Cueve mm-hmm. because they have a stadium to pay for. And we saw reports of the costings of that stadium going up again today and the debts that the Cork County Board have. But just humour me and humour Buff. Could we ever see a senior inter-county league game played down in West Cork? Clonakilty probably being the the only option really. Clonakilty would be the only option, yeah. Um, I think as it is, I think a county could nominate two stadiums to host inter-county games and um, you'd have obviously Parky Cueve and Parky Ring. It would be great to have a senior inter-county game down here. Will it happen? I don't know. Maybe for a McGrath Cup game. I couldn't see league game coming down here. Um, I'm not sure could could have ground here. Kind of, when it comes to to terraces and seated stands and that, I know like uh, Clonakilty have a superb stand over. Castle Avon have a great stand as well, in fairness to them. But I can't see a, a league game coming down here. I hope I'm wrong. Um, but realistically, like would... Would Clonakilty hold 1,600 people? I think the stand can hold close to 900, over 900. So kind of you can fit a big crowd in there. And you only have to look at, at the weekend just up in, um, up when the Kerry Tyrone game was moved to Eden Dork, was it? That there was um, there was fans setting cars on either side of of the, the pitch as well watching the game. So it's up beyond the realms of, of possibility. Um, it would make sense in, in, in a lot of ways because... It would be like it, a carnival. It would, if you brought a Cork team down to clan the Cork senior team, you almost guarantee you'd fill the ground. Um, you'd and have, then some. And then some. You'd have a great atmosphere there for the players as well. Kind of, there's a novelty factor of it too, and you're getting to kind of play in a full stadium, albeit a far smaller kind of ground. Um, but then on the other hand, it's so important for the Cork footballers to play in Parky Cueve and to win in Parky Cueve um, because they had such a bad record in the new Parky Cueve for so long. They, they need. To make Parky Cueve feel like home, and the more games they win there, the better. Because again, I'm looking further down the road to May when Kerry come up to the Parky Cueve for the Munster semi final, and Cork really need to have their their kind of their, their feast, kind of feel at home at Parky Cueve for for that game. Like Buff made a mention of the crowd as well. Like the crowd is very small, fifteen hundred is it's and it looks it, even smaller than that in a giant stadium. It does, yeah. It's it's lost there, you know. It really is. Um, but that is where Cork football is right now, kind of the red hello wave. Go back to the, the Cork Tipperary game and the hurling the weekend before. I think there was always oh, a 10,000 fans there. So um, it's if Cork get up to Division 2 and Division 1, picture two or three years down the line, if it's a Kerry-Cork game in the National Football League at Parky Cueve, 
you would have more than 1,500 there. You'd have, yeah. a, I don't know, six, seven, eight thousand. So it's like this is Division 3 football kind of. It's not really attractive to the crowds. And I have to note too that it was Storm Kira last Sunday, so the conditions weren't great at all. Kind of, if I felt But it's not as if they were getting big crowds when there was no storm the last couple of weeks either. No, that's true. I think for the for the opener against Offaly, it was a double header with the ladies. I think it was 2,300 there. Um, it just it is what it is, kind of. Go back to last year's Munster semi-final. We were there, Jack, and it was eighteen or 19,000 for a for Munster senior football final. That was a final, that sorry. Was the final, final yeah. yeah, sorry. Um, on a on a lovely evening in in Parky Cueve, so um, Saturday evening throwing that was wasn't so it? kind of it's going to take time for I suppose for the fans to throw their weight behind the Cork footballers. Um, West Cork is seen as the home of Cork football. It would be great to see a senior game down here. I can't see it ha- happening anytime soon. The under twenties were down here last year and got a huge call over in Clan when they beat Waterford and they played Kerry in a John Cairns Cup game in Clan Kilty too and a big crowd there. Um, West Cork would love to get Cork senior team down here um, the Carvey board would open their arms and welcome everyone down here like you said it would be a carnival it would be fantastic if it could happen like, I can't see it happening anytime soon myself I hope I improve wrong but it would make a lot of sense in a, take a lot of boxes yeah well big shout out to Buff Egan for the suggestion we think it would be great probably unrealistic unfortunately but uh but yeah, it's nice, to, it's nice to dream. Anyway, we'll leave that there for now. And coming up after the break, we're going to be taking a look at what's coming up in this week's paper. Thanks for listening to the Star Sport Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to all things sport in West Cork. Don't forget to pick up this Thursday Southern Star newspaper, including our award-winning sports section with everything a West Cork sports fan could want. In shops across West Cork and online from anywhere in the world via www.southernstar.ie forward slash e-paper. The Southern Star and the Star Sport Podcast, number one for sport in West Cork. Welcome back to the Star Sport Podcast and we're going to take a look at what's to come. In this week's Southern Star Sports section now, and genuinely, genuinely this week, and I mean it every week, but especially this week, this really is an absolute excellent piece of sports journalism. It's a beaut. It's a beaut. It really is a beaut. And uh, the value you'll get out of this week's sports section for the 220 you have to pay for the whole paper is just incredible. You wouldn't get anywhere else. And uh, Kieran's going to tell us why I'm so excited about it now because I've been looking at the pages in the hallway there throughout mm-hmm. the afternoon. You've also been telling me some of what else is to come up. So now, go on. It's, it's my chance. More. I'm centre stage now. Yeah, tell us, tell us, tell us. What? Um, in this week's sports section, we have a four-page special on West Cork's 20 sports stars under 20. So what we've done is look at uh, 20 rising West Cork sports stars under the age of 20. So they're talented teens in... Uh, in other words, um, what do you think of West Cork sport at the moment? It's the likes of the O'Donovan brothers and Phil Healy and Conor Horan. They're the giants of West Cork sport at the moment, and rightfully so. They're all achieving great things in their in their respective sports. But um, what I've done is I've just looked at the next wave, I suppose the next generation of talent on the way up in West Cork, and it's phenomenal. Um, like I said, they're all talented teens, so they're all under the age of 20, and there's we've profiled the 20 of them. Um I won't give away too much because we obviously want you to pick up the paper on Thursday morning. But there's some from from GA to soccer, from rowing to road bowling, from camogie to ladies football to rugby, um, kickboxing. We've 
talented teams from from all different sports. Um, I suppose just to whet the appetite, just to give one or two who were in there. Fionn Hurley from Dunmanway. He's a Donnie's footballer. He recently won the Donnie's um, Club Player of the Year award for 2019. He won an All-Ireland Under-20 football title with Cork last year. He's still on the Cork Under-20 team this year. Um, he makes the cut and rightfully so. Kind of, He's a 19-year-old who's probably the main forward on his senior team. So that's just one player um, or one of our talented teens that we will focus on so it's it's well worth picking up this week's start to see Jack because it just does show you the kind of the talent that's on the way up and it's across a wide variety of sports and like it almost came to the well it did come to the point where I was actually leaving out some very very, very talented people as well so um, I could have done 30 under 20 but that didn't rhyme 20 under 20 just <laughs> just fitted perfectly and Let's say someone for a moment like uh, Jack Jack Crowley from uh, former Bendon Rugby, who's currently starring with the Ireland under twenties. He's just turned twenty, so he did, he doesn't make this list. He turned twenty in January. Um, so there's some very talented young people on the way up, and we're going to profile twenty of the best. Yeah, and I just think this uh, in itself for a sports fan is almost like a collector's item because when you have this in your house, you can put it away. And over the next 10, 10 years even, I think it should be interesting to track how each of these athletes do, what they do in their future lives. So it'll be nice to have because in 20 years' time, you can be sure some of the athletes listed here would have gone on to great things. So it'll be nice to be able to say, I've been following their career since the very beginning. So for a sports fan, I think it's, it's, it's a collector's item. No, no, like I said, well worth picking up the star this Thursday. As well as that, this week we have an interview with Conor Ellis. Um, like we were chatting early to Denzel Fernandez and we mentioned Ronan Hurley, two West Cork soccer players who were playing League of Ireland Premier Division. Go back a couple of years ago and Conor Ellis was with Cork City too and Conor was actually on that um, Cork City under-19 team with um, Denzel Fernandez. Um, Conor then... Uh, the last two years he joined Limerick FC and we as we reported last year um, he then left Limerick in the middle of the of the season due to unpaid wages and I caught up with Connor just to see what he's at now in terms of football and it was a very interesting conversation and a very interesting interview because Connor Ellis is 22 he's a striker should be coming into his prime now but instead he's parking football for, for the moment um, he's six months out of the game it's unlikely we're going to see him back in the League of Ireland this year. Um, he had a couple of offers to play in the first division, but he's decided against it. So it's um, it's always a cautionary tale in, in, in some way, Jack, because when you're setting out, and Connor was the same for years, like he dreamed of playing professional football. He kind of, he dreamed of going across the water or kind of playing his trade in England. But um, the reality is, is a lot different. Uh, it's a very, very hard sport Kind of the League of Ireland in terms of trying to make a living out of it. You're on 40-week contracts. You don't get paid for for 12 weeks of the year. So it's well worth reading Connor's interview just to see what he's at now, why he's arrived at the, at the decision he has, why he hasn't closed the door fully on soccer, and just his thoughts on, on, on professional soccer in Ireland at the moment. So it's well worth picking up the star for that as well. We have a lot more besides that, obviously, um, the Cork Down game and the Cork Dublin ladies game we've the coverage of that also last weekend even though Storm Kira caused a lot of postponements 
um, Carberry Rangers and O'Donovan Rossa met in the Carberry Under 21A Championship where there was a win for Carberry Rangers who progressed to the last four there. Um, so plenty going on. Um, Spartak Mosgrove got promoted from the championship lately, so we chatted him about that. So they got promoted uh, by beating us three 0 um, Opening your old wounds there, Jack. Yeah, we'll a dark day. We'll move on quickly before the tears. Yeah, plenty in this week's Southern Star. So great value again. So head to the shops Thursday morning, Thursday afternoon, Thursday evening. But make sure you head to shop on Thursday and pick up this week's Southern Star because it is a good sports section. And as well as that, to give a nod to the news team, they've done fantastic coverage on the, the general election in the past couple of weeks. And they were superb again at the, the counts at the week, weekend just gone. So there'll be some brilliant coverage of the general election in this Thursday Southern Star as well. So it's it's super value. And if you can't make it to the shop, as Kieran has alluded to, you can also purchase the Southern Star Digital Edition online. Just visit southernstar.ie forward slash e-paper. And it's all there for less than two euro per week. So thank you for listening to this week's Star Sport Podcast. We'll be back at the same time next week. So if you enjoy these... Plu- Do it again. I don't want to edit this. Come on, we're leaving this in. Thanks for listening to this week's Star Sport Podcast. We'll be back at the same time next week. So if, if you enjoy these shows... <laughs> on, you can get there. Please make sure to rate, review and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, Acast, Stitcher, or wherever else you listen to the show. And you know what? That just goes to show that I am I am human after all. Yeah, you are. Yeah, Excellent. So good, good, good recovery. See you next week.